Hi everybody, uh, welcome to the first episode of the Remade, Remodeled, Refurbished BulbaCast. Um, I'm your host, RQ. I also go by Rocket Queen, Hanzo, Hips, and pretty much everything else on the forums. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, I was for the last six months or so the chief admin of the Discord server. Uh, so you can find me pretty easily in the public Discord server or on the forums under Rocket Queen. Um, as for what we're trying to do with this uh, refurbished version of the BulbaCast, it's going to be sort of a more casual project, uh, more freeform. Um, every week or so, I'm going to have four or five people come on to the cast and just talk about what's going on in the world of Pokemon. Um, as we all know, uh, it's early Sunday morning for me on the East Coast at least, and that means it's only about four more days till the release of uh, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. So I've pulled together a bunch of... Uh, fellow staffers uh, on the Bulba Network, and we're just going to talk uh, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon for a few minutes with you guys. Uh, one thing to note, uh, we are not going to discuss any leaks um, or any data mining. Uh, that's just not kind of our policy, and really, I kind of wanted to stay a little spoiler-free this time, uh, so we're only going to be talking about things that have been officially revealed in either official magazines or trailers. And uh, now I'm going to let my co-hosts introduce themselves. So I'm going to start with you, Mr. Alphabet Soup. Hi, I'm ABC Boy. I'm an admin on Bulbapedia and the Bulba Garden Archives, as well as the Bulba Garden Discord. You can find me as ABC Boy also there and on the forums too. Hi, I'm Dark Wolf. I'm a moderator on the Fun and Game and the Worm section. I've been uh, pretty recent here as a staffer, but been almost a year on the Bulba Garden Network. You can always find me on there as the same name as here, Dark Wolf. I used to go by Dark Wolf 30, but dropped the number. Hi, I'm really just everywhere. Bit here, bit there, super modern forum, modern discord. You can find me basically anywhere. Hi, I'm Glick. I'm also an admin on Bulbapedia. That's about all I work. Hey folks, this is Maniacal Engineer. I am the section head of Fun and Games and the War Room, so I'm Darth's boss. Uh, for sake of convenience, since my username's a bit long, I'll just go as NG because they told me to. Thus the reason I'm going by RQ. Uh, okay, great. So that's our cast. Um, so the first question I've got for my little round table here is, what are we sort of looking at in terms of hype? What are you really hyped for that we've seen so far? Um, is it the Rainbow Rockets? Is it any of the new areas we're seeing? Uh, and on the flip side, what are you not exactly hyped for? Uh, what have you seen that's kind of been disappointing so far? Well, personally, um, I'm looking forward to what the uh, new Rainbow Rocket has to offer. The Sun and Moon game in general is like, okay, it seems similar to like the old Sun and Moon games we had. We know it's an alteration from the old games. It's basically like Black and White, Black and White 2, with just same region but in different styles, so it's not completely new, like you know the, know the whole region. The uh, Rainbow Rocket team looks like some post-game happening with like an extra story, probably focused on the wormholes to bring people from different dimensions in this place. And she might also have noticed how Maxi and Archie have their old Ruby and Sapphire models, suggesting that they're from the old universe, not the new Mega timeline. So I'm interested to see how that works out as a big story part. Well, I'm also most interested in to see what the teams are going to do. Because you mentioned Rainbow Rocket and them being uh, after game. I'm not sure if that got confirmed anywhere. But I'm really just interested, uh, interested to see where all the teams are going to go. Because we have four teams now. We have Rainbow Rockets, uh, Team Skull, the Eater Foundation... 
and um, the other like rainbow team. What were they called again? Does anyone know? Ultra Recon Squad. All right, it's the Ultra Recon Squad. So I'm I'm just wondering where in the story each team is gonna be, what role they're gonna play, and there, there's never been so many teams in the game. Like, wasn't I believe uh, Sun and Moon was the biggest with having two teams. So I'm just wondering how that's gonna go, and I'm excited to figure out how how. Well, personally, I'm uh, one of those fans that just... Well, I'll get both versions, just for collecting reasons. Even if I like one version over the other, I'll just get both. Because I just like collecting it. I have this whole cabinet behind me, and it just needs to fill up. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm not sure which version I'm going to play first. I'm thinking about playing um, Moon first, since I played Sun last time. But we'll see. I'm actually kind of excited for all the mini-games they've showed off so far. I like the little stuff like the Mantine Surf. Just things to do other than the usual catch-battle Pokemon. Um, also interested to see the what they're doing with Rainbow Rocket. If nothing else, it seems like it might be a fun sort of... Almost like a battle tree, but more focused, maybe? Uh, not too excited. They haven't really shown us... Uh, different Pokemon in different areas yet. Like, they haven't shown us, uh, like in Black 2 and White 2, they had an entirely new zone, and then even when you went to old zones, you'd have different Pokemon show up, so you actually have a chance to catch different things than the previous ones, but we haven't really seen a lot of that. Well, in Sun and Moon, the Johto and Hoenn starters were limited to the island scan function, the thing where you had to scan... 10 QR codes in a day, and then one would show up in a specific location. They weren't just generally dispersed. Yeah, don't remind me of that. That was a pain. <laughs> yeah, well. Um, as for me, um, as it's been said already, um, I'm really looking forward to Rainbow Rocket. Um, I mean, come on, I'm going by Rocket Queen. Totally irrelevant, I swear. <laughs> As for um, other things I'm looking forward to, I'm also looking for the, the battle agency. Um, I've always been a fan of sort of the end game um, challenging content uh, because I don't, I don't think it's a secret that Pokemon games aren't exactly difficult, especially for us older fans who have been with the series since the beginning and have sort of almost aged out of the target demographic. Um, so it's it's nice to have a really sort of difficult and challenging um, end game bit of content uh, because even sort of the post game stories don't really do that. Uh, you could just sort of go through with any kind of Pokemon you're leveling up. Um, so I really like sort of the battle facilities, battle tower, uh, those kind of things that really sort of throw a challenge um, at at you as you're going through and make you really sort of think about what teams you're building. So, I mean, I'm also looking forward to the Team Rainbow Rocket. Um, really, you know, I know that it's not it, it doesn't make a lot of sense uh, because, you know, why would all of these other evil team leaders work for Giovanni? But consider, this is the first time we've actually seen Giovanni with a Mewtwo in the games. So it's, it sinks the anime universe and it sinks the games a little more. Uh, so I, I am excited for that. 
I'm also excited for potentially getting to explore uh, the ultra wormholes and the whole multidimensionality uh, that that has been brought into the games recently. Um, you know, just because one of the things that I'm interested in in real life is multi-universe theory and, and all of that stuff. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm, I'm looking forward to Team Rainbow Rocket, and I'm looking forward to learning more about the interconnectivity of the universes in the Pokemon world. I'm probably going to be disappointed, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm hoping that uh, the worlds in the Ultra Wormholes are more like routes that, I, that we can explore instead of, like, uh, the mirrored spots in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, which are more or less just a place where Legendary was, and there wasn't much to see there or do there. I hope you're right. I actually hope you're right, too. That would be an awesome change. It would be interesting, I th- but I doubt it. <laughs> I think that's what they're planning for the Switch in uh, 2020 or whenever that's coming out, but we'll have to we'll have to wait for that one for a little while. Um, so it definitely seems like a lot of us uh, are looking forward to Rainbow Rocket. Um, I don't really think that's a surprise, uh, just given sort of our age our age grouping. Uh, it's not a surprise that a lot of us are uh, are fans of Team Rocket. Um, so speaking of that, um, as we all know since the beginning, uh, Pokemon games have come in pairs, uh, with the exception of Yellow, but that's a whole other conversation. Which which version of uh, of these games are you planning on getting? Um, the differences this go-around uh, don't seem quite as significant as, say, Black 2 or White 2, um, and seem more so like the sort of classic difference uh, in terms of a few version exclusives. Uh, so once again, let's go around the table, and uh, which version are you guys going to get and why? I, for- I forgot which one actually did feature Latios again, because I should go play that game. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> I'm also getting Ultra Sun, even though last time I got the original Sun game. Mostly it's just because the exclusives to Moon don't really draw me to it. So just get the one with the Power Ranger looking lion on it. (laughs) I'm getting Ultra Moon, and it was kind of circumstantial. I I went into the GameStop to to pick up my Shiny Sil Valley code, and... uh, you know, they, they asked me if I wanted to pre-order Ultra Sun or Ultra Moon, and I said, okay, fine, why not? And they asked me which version I wanted, and, you know, I, I hadn't really thought about this before, so I said, um, and they put me down for Ultra Moon. <laughs> <laughs> I totally believe that's a true story. Um, so for me, I am one of those people who's actually going to be switching versions this time. Um, I got Ultra Moon last time. Um, and this go around for me, it's all about, uh, the version exclusives. Um, one of my favorite Pokemon personally is, uh, the bravery line. Um, surprise, surprise. I like the, the bald Eagle. Um, so I am going to be going with ultra sun pretty much solely because of that. Uh, but also because I definitely really like ho over Lugia, which isn't the most popular opinion, I think. Um, and of course, uh, Vulpix and Ninetales are also a personal favorite. Um, so for me, like most people, I think it just comes down solely to the, uh, the specific exclusives I want. I'm probably going to get Ultra Moon, but it really depends on what my, on what my sister wants, because we always want to get opposite versions so that we can trade with each other. 
but uh, she's the one who really cares which version she gets based on the Pokemon in it. And with the trading, it's not so bad. I just wish I, my sibling played video games. That would make my life so much easier in this regard. Personally, I'm probably also going for both versions. I'm playing with a few friends, which one is Dylan here, to um, complete all the games and trade with each other, help each other out for Pokedex. He's getting both versions, and just like him, I'm a collector myself, so I probably will get both. If I have to pick one to play first or get first, it'll probably uh, be Ultra Sun, just for the fact that I prefer Sogaleo over Lunala. For the other version exclusives, no one really stands out to me besides some legends, but I don't feel like legends are worth it for the picking besides that. Oh, uh, on that note, is any of you guys uh, gonna get the fan editions? Because we have the dual book and the normal version. I'm personally getting both uh, fan editions separately because I prefer having two cases over one dual case, but that's just me. <laughs> I, th- I thought about it, um, but my deal is I live in a shoebox in New York City, um, so sp- <laughs> space is at a premium for me. Um, and unfortunately, I've taken up said uh, my gaming bookshelf with uh, another uh, pretty large set of editions uh, lately, um, Fire Emblem as of note. Um, so unfortunately for me, I would love to have sort of the collector's kind of display editions, but at this point I'm switching most of my games to digital just to storage space in my house. Are the fan editions limited to Amazon in the U.S.? I thought so. Um, I'm not 100% sure on that, and I'm sure we're going to see a correction in the comments somewhere, uh, but as I understood it, they are. Yeah, because I just order at a GameStop so I can go to a midnight launch. Yeah, those are always fun. I used to do, uh, midnight launches, uh. But uh, at this point in my life, it's uh, I'd be up for, for work early in the morning, so that never usually works out, unfortunately. So what do you think of sort of what we've seen so far in terms of quality but also quantity? Do you think we've seen a little too much, a little too little? Um, and if, if you think too little, what would you have wanted to see? Um, maybe a sort of just a taste. And if you think we've seen a little too much, uh, what do you think they could have saved, if that makes sense? I actually think they've revealed pretty a decent amount. They've just done it at the wrong times and in the wrong order. <laughs> For about the f- last four trailers, they've had the very end be, oh yeah, remember you're getting this rock rep that can evolve into this Dusk Lichen Rock, which was their lead-in pretty much to the entire game, which was really bad. It's just an event. That's You're not telling us what's new about the game. We only got the Ultra Recon Squad and Rainbow Rocket in the last few trailers, only about a month or two out. What I'd like to, what I would have wanted them to rather reveal, like I said earlier, some changes about where the Pokemon are, new Pokemon you can catch earlier. I absolutely agree. The pacing was completely off on what they revealed and when they revealed it. Uh, you know, there was the first several months after they revealed Ultra Moon's exist, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon's existence, that I just was completely uninterested because it they weren't showing us new substantive things that were going to be in the game. Then you start getting things like uh, the Recon Squad or Rainbow Rocket and and all of the little things about all of the new legendaries that are going to be in there. More about the Ultra Wormholes, and that's what sold me. You know, that's why it was only relatively recently that I was in uh, the GameStop and I, I decided to get the, the pre-order. So, you know, I, I feel like they've revealed enough, 
but I feel like their pacing was was what was horribly off this time. And and again, that's that's why I ended up pre-ordering it like only a couple of weeks ago, as opposed to, you know, Sun and Moon, which I pre-ordered quite a while in advance. That's I think I, it seems like we're pretty much in consensus um, here. I personally would have liked a little more, but not too much more. Um, just a little more about sort of a couple more new features to really kind of help sell it. Um, and I think part of that was due to pacing issues because I think, and we've seen this around sort of social media and the forums, that a lot of people initially at least were kind of turned off with how little actually meaty important information we were getting. As they kind of focused, as everyone before me has said, on kind of those little events, the rock rough and things like that, where we were never really seeing anything that was like the core concept of the game, like who the villain would be, who the main villain would be, what was sort of the goal of the whole endeavor, um, which I think just speaks to, unfortunately, um, some poor marketing and poor PR decisions. Um, But as of late, I think they've kind of really stepped it up, which is good. and again, I was one of those people who wasn't planning on getting the game. I actually said it like four days ago. Um, I wasn't going to get it. Uh, but I've actually kind of come around on it a little bit. Uh, now that I kind of caught up on some of the newer reveals uh, as I prepared to record this podcast, uh, I realized that they'd given us a little more than I'd kind of expected. And I think that's kind of unfortunate um, just because some of the early stuff that people were turned off by could be misleading and maybe people who if the revealed timing had been a little better, would have been not turned off and ended up getting the games and enjoying themselves. Yeah, I agree that the pacing wasn't great, but in terms of the amount of information they revealed, I think it's a decent amount for the pre-release, especially since we don't know exactly how much of the information we actually know, like are how many more UBs are there, that kind of thing. So The pacing was certainly interesting. The thing I found good about the pacing first hand it started off slowly like barely any information information that was given wasn't really interesting like already mentioned the new lycan rock form but it started off really slow and suddenly last couple of weeks or something i believe so much more information which grew the hype a lot i think it's better to hype it just before the game release than like half a year before because i think sudden moon did that's why you're just hyped right before and don't lose it over time but with Sun and Moon, I felt like, okay, new game, cool, but it will take a while before we actually can enjoy what's happening in those games. And with Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, you haven't seen that much information about uh, how the game is going to play out, which is kind of left in the dark. Some people don't like it. Me, personally, I think it's a good way to go. That way you have more questions for the game and have more to uh, explore and reveal while you're playing the game. Yeah, I'm kind of on the opposite side of you. I would have preferred they would have started with something more of a bang at the beginning instead of Lycan Rock. Just have something to get our attention and then maybe throw in Lycan Rock, a few small things here and there, and then at the end, reveal something big again. One thing I do think they, well, not necessarily did wrong, but they could have done different is uh, with Team Rainbow Rocket, it's as I, I, I think at least it will be um, after game, but. We already know that all the old bosses will be there. and It's this whole thing about, like, yeah, relive 20 years of Pokemon villainy. But they could have also kept that a secret, and then people would have been playing would have been like, whoa, what are these doing here? That would have created a wow factor that the game might or might not still have, but it would have been awesome to see. I think that's 
revealing Rainbow Rocket was a better idea than not revealing it. Unless you don't reveal it, there's not much interest like older players to come back to the current games. As already mentioned earlier, we've been outgrowing the target demographic for Pokemon. And bringing back something like older villains which we're used to know and love could get our attention again. We also don't necessarily know everything there is to know about Team Rainbow Rocket. I mean, like I previously mentioned, it really doesn't make sense for all of the previous villains to actually start working for Giovanni. What's the power structure there? What's their motive? What are they trying to do? Um... You know, why are they deciding that facing off against uh, little 10 or 11-year-old kids is a good idea when all of them were thwarted by 10 and 11-year-old kids in the past? <laughs> We've been wondering this for 20 years, I think, but I don't think we'll ever get an answer to that it's one. It's funny you mentioned, though, because I was wondering this morning, just thinking about it, like, these bosses are going to get beaten again by another 10-year-old kids. Again. Yeah, that can't be good. Yeah, it can't feel good. And I'm also wondering, <laughs> how does Giovanni have a Mewtwo? Personally, Mewtwo being my favorite Pokemon, I was really curious to see how he controls Mewtwo, like in the anime. I'm wondering how. I mean, I'm assuming I'm assuming they're just stealing that plot thread. If I had to guess, po possibly um, something very similar. I'm interested how that works out in the game, though, because you also are able to catch him. You saw it in the trailer. So is it like a different Mewtwo? Right. Is it Mewtwo set free? How does it work? My guess, my guess is it's like um, I'm trying to remember which gen did something similar where the villain had it. Was it? Uh... So Gen 5, where they had the villain in uh, – the, not the villain, the legendary in the machine, and you had to, like, beat the villain and, like, free it from the machine, and then you could, like, go capture Gen it Gen 5, black and white, too. Perfect. Thank you. I knew I knew somebody on here would know exactly what I was talking about. I mean, I'm that would be my guess that they do something similar where Mewtwo is causing havoc and we have to, like, go stop him, and then we get wrapped up in the whole Rainbow Rocket stuff. This seems like a perfect post-game story. Where we get we get done with sort of the main story, we're all triumphant, and then all of a sudden Mewtwo starts causing havoc somewhere, and we have to go figure out how to stop him, and then we realize that he's running rampant because of the machine that Giovanni's gotten hooked up into, so we have to beat Rainbow Rocket, defeat Giovanni and the others, and then free Mewtwo from the machine, and then we can capture him. That would be my guess, at least, as sort of how that's all going to go down. But in any case, the, the, the point is... The, we still don't necessarily know everything that there is to know about Rainbow Rocket, and I do feel like revealing it as a thing was actually a very good move on their part, and that was one of the contributing factors towards my pre-order. Darth, you had mentioned that the lead-up to Ultrasun Ultra Moon started off soft and seemed to like build and build to like a a big reveal here at the end with uh, Rainbow Rocket. Yeah, but I. That should have been what Sun and Moon had. What do you mean? Sun and Moon was something brand new that was actually entirely a mystery. So you could start off small and keep building and building and revealing things as it were. And uh, one large reveal at the end, but still leave something for us to discover. While the what they did was like several large reveals all the way up till release. I think there wasn't any Pokemon that wasn't revealed before the game was actually out, even. That's true, which was kind of disappointing. There's also the advance as Sun and Moon. It was a whole new generation, so it was way more info to be revealed. This is just a sequel game, so to speak. Not exactly a sequel, it's a two, like Black and White. Yes, and that's why I think the slow build-up doesn't work for it, because we already have the base for it. True. We already know we're getting largely the same game. They need to sell us on the new content, and we need something 
big up front immediately. Well, what Dylan already said indeed is like start off big, then some small information and big again. Now as he says, I'm like, okay, he does have a point there. This is indeed the better way to go by. I agree with that. That you needed you needed a hook, and then and then you could sort of go back to little things like the rock rough, and then build up. Um, but it, at the end of the day, here um, hype and pre-release stuff only lasts for so long, and in about four days now, um, we're actually all going to be able to get the games. So here's the final question for my my table here: How do you think the game is going to be? How do you think it? Are I mean, most of us have enjoyed every Pokemon game in some way, but how do we think that this one is going to stack up? Uh, is it going to be sort of as good as as Sun and Moon? Is it going to be better? And what 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 do we kind of think the critical reception is going to be here? Um, because we haven't heard anything um, in terms of critic reviews yet, outside of a couple of uh, rogue YouTubers and data miners who have gotten the game early, but they haven't really posted anything substantial in terms of review copy yet so i'm just interested to see based on what little we know how do people think this game's going to be sort of received among the community hey sorry can i butt in real quick sure something i forgot to bring up on the last question i think the uh Eurogamer article about the switch pokemon switch game i think that had something to do with the negative reception of ultra sun and ultra moon at first that's a great point that's a great point um i actually i was thinking about mentioning that as well um, yeah, no, I, I think that's definitely true. Um, I've heard a lot of people on both sides of the switch, no switch debate. Uh, but yeah, no, that's a great point. I, I guess I can build off of that because, you know, part of me thinks that a lot of people are going to think, you know, this is just to tide us over until they're, you know, until the, the switch game is, re- is released. And really, you know, that, that is a mentality that a lot of people have. And it really, the success of Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon depends heavily on how different they actually are from uh, Sun and Moon itself. So, you know, in order for them to actually be successful, they really do need to, to distinguish it from the previous version. You know, at least partially, I'm, I'm hopeful that it, it's to Sun and Moon what Platinum was to Diamond and Pearl. Because Platinum, you know, was essentially a remade Diamond and Pearl, but it fixed a lot of the issues that Diamond and Pearl had. It added to the story, and in my opinion, it, it made it much better uh, to the point where it, it still stands as my favorite Pokemon game. If Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon can make those kinds of improvements onto uh, Sun and Moon, then I do feel like it will be very successful. But for now, there is a heavy mentality that that they'll need to overcome, which is basically just that these are quote-unquote filler games that are kind of meant to tide us over um, until until we get the next full game on the Switch. And, you know, it, it also has a bit of resentment because people are wondering, well, we're Sun and Moon full games. Why didn't they release, us, uh, release the full games to us in the first place? Um, and, you know, so, so there are a few obstacles for them to overcome. But, you know, I think depending on how good the games are, depending on how much they're different from Sun and Moon, you know, they, they, they'll they probably do well, but I don't think that they will do nearly as well as Sun and Moon, and I don't think that they will do nearly as well as the following game on the Switch. That's about that's about how I feel as well. Um, it's, it's tough to do what Pokemon Company has done in the past and succeed with it and really sort of sell people these the sequels uh time and time again 
and not have your fans get somewhat annoyed by it. Um, I think we've seen that in the past a little bit with uh, Black 2, White 2. Uh, didn't have the best reception. Um, but what's interesting is that on the flip side, when we didn't get ones for X and Y, people were unhappy. They were expecting the, the Z. They were expecting Z. We see posts all the time, where's Pokemon Z? We've seen it for five years running at this point, or however long it's been since X and Y came out. <laughs> so I, I think it's one of those things where you can never please anyone. Uh, everyone, I mean, sorry. Uh, and at the end of the day, um, I, I choose to trust the track record um, in terms of the main series games. Um, Pokemon has never really sort of had a big miss on a main series game. Some of them have disappointed various people. I know uh, X and Y has disappointed some people for the story. Um, I actually got into quite a debate on the staff Discord the other day where I was defending sort of the travel party. I personally really liked them. Uh, other people didn't. Um, and I think it's, I think this game will be the same way. Um, some people will really like the reveals. For example, people who maybe really like Rockruff are really fired up for this one. Uh, just wouldn't they be really rocked favorite. up for it? Cause uh, Rockruff is a rock type, not a fire type. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Ready to rock and roll. Am I right? But there we go. So that, that's exactly what I mean. It's, uh, it all comes down to, um, you can never please any, everybody. I did the same mistake again, I swear. Um, and I think that in the end, um, Pokemon Company usually puts out a pretty good game. I know I sound like a marketing shill right now. I swear they're not paying me to say this. Um, and I think that Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon will be no exception. They better not be paying you. I want some of it. Yeah, I'd be insulted <laughs> if you were getting paid and the rest of us weren't. <laughs> I promise. I make the same amount on this as you guys do. <laughs> so yeah, I don't see it doing as well as the first games in the generations, just because it isn't. But I do expect it to be okay be about i imagine it'll be about as good as like black 2 or white 2 it's not going to be like that like game changing or anything i think it's ultra sun ultra moon have the advantage of having their previous games sun and moon already established thereby making their old mistakes uh, fixable in these games but with every sequel it has no matter if it's like a third version or a, a, a duo again there's always some new mechanics into it that might be not really interesting for the for players Besides that, Gen 7 was a new thing for Sun and Moon, which caught people's attention. If they didn't like Sun and Moon either, they're not going to like Ultra Sun and Moon, most likely. Although it might have improvements, it doesn't catch their attention again as fast as it would do with people already playing Sun and Moon. So I think overall the game will become better than Sun and Moon, but because a lot of players are going to compare it to the old games, they're going to try to be really critical about it and get bad reception from the casual reviewers. Well, professional ones will probably improve it over Sun and Moon. I mean, I'm just gonna go, go, gonna loop in them. I'm gonna say they'll give the game a 7.8 out of 10. Too much water. But well, it is on a bunch of islands. <laughs> well, with Mentine. There you go. And Mentine Surf. <laughs> there you go. Too much water. But yeah, I, I'm hoping there'll be great games. I I'm, I must say I'm not that faithful, but I think they'll at least be okay to play. And 3DS is as uh, is gonna have as much quality as it has in older generations on the 3DS. So we'll just see what we get. Well, you're gonna bring up the point of our Q set. The Pokemon main series games have never really failed us as players. It's always been steady. Sure, there are some ups and downs, 
there's never been a really bad game. Uh-huh. I don't think Ultrasound Ultra Move will fill that category either. Yeah, no, I'm not worried that the games will flop at all. I'm just not that excited. I, 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 the, the, mo- the thing I'm most excited about is just the after game, and we'll see what else happens. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that's a good point. I mean, it's almost like we've become complacent to their high level of quality, where an 8 out of 10 game doesn't even excite us anymore. Um, it's kind of just like, eh, that's fine, I guess. Um, especially like this sort of last couple months has been such a good time for gaming in general that you need to do better than eight out of 10 to really sort of grab a lot of us. Um, especially for me personally, I'm still working my way through Mario Odyssey. So I, I'm, I'm going to get the game at launch night, uh, Pokemon. I probably not going to play it for two weeks. Um, just due to real life stuff. And I still working my way through, uh, Odyssey, uh, which, um, is uh, pretty time consuming, but that game is a blast. I'll tell you. Right, the critical reception is probably going to be the same. Eights, nines from everyone. I don't think there's ever been a second pair or a third version, whatever, that's actually outsold the first pair of games they were based on. So it's obviously not going to do as good as Sun and Moon. But I think it's not going to be a stinker. Are you sure that Yellow and or Platinum didn't outsell their versions? Yellow, no, absolutely not. Red and blue are still the best-selling RPGs of all time. Red and blue is higher than yellow, yeah. Yeah, I'd have to look at platinum. Platinum could be close to outselling one of Diamond and Pearl, but probably not both, just because of the two games to one game comparison. And also, the Emerald, the previous remake, had actually had the Fire Red and Leaf Green between it and Ruby and Sapphire, while Diamond and Pearl led directly into platinum, so there wasn't really a rest period. So that might have affected the sales a little bit. I'd have to look. Um, I mean, now that you say Emerald, Emerald might have, but I I can't say for sure. Um, I'd have to I'd have to look at uh, the PDA sales numbers. Um, I don't I don't think we have those. I thought we did somewhere. Um, I know you could find them anywhere. Um, but overall, um, I think that we're all sort of in agreement on a lot of things here. That there's some stuff to feel good about. Uh, there's some stuff to feel. Uh, less than good about um some things that maybe they could have done a little better leading up to the release and i think just the natural fatigue that comes with a sequel um so i'm, I'm gonna leave it to the guys to kind of run you through their final thoughts and then we'll uh, wrap this up I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it and hopefully it's and hopefully it offers something and hopefully it's not just the same as sun and moon and hopefully it has enough different that uh it makes me excited playing it again it's definitely going to be interesting how it will uh, turn out to be, both uh, the gameplay itself and how fans will like it and how it will stand out in the community over the years. I'm certainly uh, looking forward to the post-game with the uh, Rainbow Rocket and their Mewtwo. Besides that, I'm just hoping it'll be a good game, which I don't doubt it'll be. Well, I, I suppose it'll be a good game because it's Pokemon. It's always been. I'm personally really looking forward to what I did with the... the- the main story of the game, because they've sold me for the after game already. At least if Rocket's, uh, uh, yeah, Rainbow Rocket is after game, I'm sold. Main story, we literally know nothing about the evil team. So I'm interesting to see what they will do over there, and I'm gonna hope they might add some new Alola forms, but I doubt it. I'm gonna be keeping up with it as it comes out, so I can work on Bulbapedia. But it's going to be competing with Mario Odyssey, so. I'm not going to spend too much time with it. I'm kind of interested to see what they do, how they rework the uh, Team Skull and Aether Foundation into the story with the two new teams, and also the uh, 
the promotional art for Rainbow Rocket actually has Faba as a representative for Aether Foundation, so I'm wondering if they're going to remix him and Lusamine up. So, I guess, kind of like has been said before, I'm, I'm really hopeful that they do something new with the game, and, you know, we don't really know a lot about the main story of the game. We don't know how, you know, the, the Recon Squad is going to fit in with the Aether Foundation or with Team Skull. Um, I, I really loved Team Skull in, in Sun and Moon, and I hope that they keep their same charm in, in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. Um, you know, just down to the, the little tiny details, like when you defeated uh, when, when you defeated them in, in their house in, in Poe Town and you sat down in the throne and the, the, the skull grunt came in and said, wait a minute, you're not the boss of me. You know, I, I hope that they have little things like that um, in, in this game too. But I do hope that the story is different enough because, uh, you know, like I said when, when we were talking about the previous question, a lot of this game's success and a lot of how I'm going to feel about the game does depend heavily on how much it, it distinguishes itself from Sun and Moon. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to Rainbow Rocket. I'm looking forward to learning more about uh, the ultra wormholes and, and the multidimensionality in the Pokemon universe uh, and, and may come up with a few crackpot theories based on that. But, you know, I, I really am overall looking forward to this game and, and you know, I, I hope everything uh, is as good as we think it is going to be. And that's pretty, I feel pretty much the same way overall. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, the reason I've been staff in some capacity on the Bulba Network for seven years now is because I love Pokemon, I love the franchise, and I love the world that they've let us spend so much time in. Um, so I'm very hopeful. Um, as for these games in particular, one of the things I really liked about the Sun and Moon originally was sort of, uh, I liked a lot of the characters, as uh, as NG said, with their, with their charm. Um, I, hell, I'm the one who added the uh, the Lily emote on Discord, on uh, the public Discord. I just sort of I hammered that home through the suggestions process because I wanted a Lily emote. Um, and it's no secret that I really like Lily. I really like uh, Lusamine. I love the Professor. I mean, everybody loves Team Skull uh, and Guzma. So, I mean, at the end of the day, um, I'm hoping that they, while they can't play the exact same beats with the exact same characters, that they hit the similar high notes and low notes and uh they give us another another strong performance from a lot of these returning characters and that some of the new characters uh sort of claim their place um as really nice additions to the franchise so i i think that's about gonna wrap it up um i want to thank you for spending uh the last 40 minutes or so with us um i hope you enjoyed the podcast um i'm gonna be looking to uh to get episodes out every week to 10 days uh so i hope you'll join us for uh next time where uh we'll probably be talking um first impressions uh now that we'll have the games we'll have been able to play them for a few days um i'll bring back some uh some maybe some people from this table some new people and uh we'll just talk first impressions um so again thanks for listening and i hope to see you next time